Hello and welcome to the second episode of Highway Triple Five. My name is Raquel. I was absolutely blown away by everyone's love and support for the debut episode that aired last week. Thank you guys for all the shares, the likes, the DMs. A lot of you um, messaged me about it and it just made my day every single time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It was just really exciting to hear how many people not only listened to it and like took time out of their day, but also I had a lot of people tell me how much things that I talked about resonated with them and they really just like identified with it and my own journey and it was, yeah, it was overwhelmingly amazing. So thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and real with me. And yeah, I hope to hear lots more feedback on future episodes. So in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the awakening journey. Each one is completely unique and individual. I broke it down into these seven main signs that I feel are the most prominent, the the seven main, you know, stages of each person's journey in the awakening. And just to give a disclaimer, they do not necessarily happen in this exact order. Um, And there's no timeline for how long each stage is. The process is very fluid. Um, Don't think in linear terms, okay? Others have said that there are 5, 10, or even 12 stages of awakening, but I chose to narrow it down to 7 because... In numerology, seven is known as the number of completion, wholeness, and ascension. And I just thought that was absolutely perfect. It really resonated with me. And once I actually wrote down each of the signs of an awakening journey, it actually ended up being seven. So I was like, you know what? Perfect. It was meant to be. So to start this off, I wanted to really define the difference between your spirit and your soul. You know, which is which, what sets them apart, and how are they connected. So the sentence that I came up with to explain that is, your soul is the earthly manifestation of your spirit within your body. And yes, I will elaborate on that. (laughs) So think of it, think of it like this. Okay, so your body, your physical human form is not alive without a soul. And when you die, the part of you that was alive, your soul, will leave your body. However, your spirit does not change. Your spirit is the constant energy that is you. So whether you've lived a past life or you choose to reincarnate after you die, that soul will be the only energy that will transfer. But your spirit stays the same. So in other words, your soul is the essence of who you are. That is your consciousness. And your spirit is energy. And your That energy cannot be contained in a physical human form, but your soul can. 
I believe that your soul can have many lifetimes, learned many different things. This is, you know, your consciousness, how you control your mind, your heart, your emotions, and your desires, free will, imagination, passion, all that resides in here, in, in your soul, in your physical body. And this is the conscious part of you that connects you to the physical realm, right? And when you become more aware of your soul and how your conscious self operates, that's when you can dive deeper into what, you know, lifetimes your soul has lived and past experiences and all that. And I know a lot of people call the awakening journey the spiritual awakening journey, but I tend to disagree with spirit being the word that's used in the name because I believe that your spirit is steadfast. I believe that it's eternal, it's unmoving, unshifting, and it's like untouchable, basically. It's the connection to the spiritual realm, the the perfect version of you, or in very simple terms, like your intuition, like that higher self that is you. That's why I chose to title this episode, Your Soul Awakening Journey, because I believe that your spirit is full of wisdom and abundance, but your soul is the part of you that chooses to inhabit the physical body and is the part of you that awakens in realizing that this is merely your human experience. So now that we got that covered, let's dive into the stages. So stage one is homesickness and emptiness. A lot of people say that it's a type of depression, and in a way it is, because your soul is not content. This physical realm is so superficial and unimportant to you. You feel like you miss something, but you don't even know what it is. You feel like you don't like belong here, but you don't know where you actually do belong. <laughs> you may feel really stuck or worry about your life choices, relationships, your career choice, where you live, like all that. And you honestly reach a point where you're just tired of the bullshit. Like you're just done and you don't even know where to go from there. You just know that this is not it. Like this is not the end goal for you. And this stage can honestly last for a pretty long time depending on the person's, you know, determination to actually like figure the shit out. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like you're the one making your life choices and if you're just complaining and not really seeking any sort of answer or any type of change, then like that's on you. This time in your journey can seem to go for way longer than you want it to. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it is a choice. So this may be, you know, the first stage in the awakening journey, but it won't get further than that until you actually decide that there is more and you seek answers. Stage two is where your perception starts to shift, okay? You start to become more aware of what I like to call the three S's. 
symbolism, significance, and synchronicities. You may start remembering your dreams a lot more and have like really vivid ones. Um, you can wake up at random hours of the night and not really sure why. You also become more sensitive, not just to your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but also to those of the people around you. Like your empathetic nature just skyrockets, okay? And this is also a really fascinating time because little things may start to really excite you that hadn't before. And that ties in with the three S's, the symbolism, significance, and synchronicities. You'll start to notice these little things and you're like, oh my gosh, like, wait. <laughs> you just have to take a, you know, a second look at things. You'll start to see angel numbers. Um, that, that was like a big one for me. Personally, 1111 was my first and main one that I saw literally every day. And then it was 555, which, yes, it does tie into the name of this podcast. So you, yeah, you're going to be noticing a lot of little things and also becoming like interested in studying those things and whatever you, whatever catches your eye the most and whatever starts to resonate with you and kind of like wake your soul up, you know, um, that's going to start appearing randomly in your everyday life. Okay you'll notice how you synchronize with things. Like, okay, for example, when I sat down to start recording this episode, I looked at the time and it was 555. And that to me is just a sign from spirit and from the universe that, hey, like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this moment. So angel numbers are something really fascinating. And I I, I definitely want to talk more about that. But It'll probably be a whole other episode. Anyway, okay, so stage one is the homesickness and emptiness. Stage two is when your perception starts to shift. And stage three is where you are hungry for more, okay? And this this is such an amazing stage because like I mentioned in my first episode, when you present yourself as a student, And all you want to do is learn and you ask questions and you're seeking the answers. (laughs) It's such a beautiful place to be because you are manifesting what wisdom you need, what knowledge you're desiring. And when you present yourself that way in that complete humble, I'm here and I just want to know more, everything that you need will come to you, okay? So in stage three, you are there, like you're hungry for more. And this is, this is personally a stage that I feel never really leaves. (laughs) You're kind of, you're kind of always in stage three, but when you start seeking answers and you want to, you know, you want to learn more about the meaning behind things, behind the symbols that really fascinate you, behind, you know, angel numbers, all, all the things, words, you know, spirit animals, zodiac signs, like all those things, everything spiritual and metaphysical just, you know, is enrapturing to you. You just are so hungry to learn more. And that leads me into stage four, which is breakthroughs. So in this stage, you take 
all the answers and all the knowledge and all the wisdom and everything that you learned in stage three and you really start to grasp what you've learned. You really start understanding the knowledge that you've gleaned and easily remembering things too. That was a big thing for me personally because one of the things that I studied and really devoted a lot of time to was zodiacs and crystals. And those were just two things that immediately caught my attention. I mean, I'd, I'd been interested in them for a while, but it was something that I was like, okay, no, I really want to know more about this. So I bought books. I researched. I did, you know, Google was like my best friend, you know, and you just type in the most random stuff and you never know what will come up. But anyway, you start, you know, watching videos about this. You like ask questions. You Try to find, you know, people actually that you can talk to about these and have like good conversations and like learn from someone anyway. And so those are like two of the main things that really, that I really gravitated towards. And at first it was like really overwhelming for me to, you know, to learn all this stuff. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to remember what each zodiac sign's symbol is or what month each sign is a part of and what day it changes over to. And, you know, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to remember this. (laughs) But for me personally, in that stage of breakthrough, all the knowledge and stuff that I gleaned and like was trying to remember, I was able to remember so easily. And it's hard to describe, but it's like... I guess the the easiest way to explain this is like school, right? You know, math or whatever. And you, for the longest time, you couldn't get what two plus two was. But then like when you finally did, you'll never not know what two plus two is. And it just stuck with you and you easily remember it. You know what I mean? So it was like that, but with, you know, with spiritual and metaphysical stuff and It was just so, it was such an exciting time for me too, because I was like, I've never remembered things this easily and been able to just tap into that part of my brain that I had shoved that random piece of information into, you know, it's just, it was, it was another confirmation to me that I was on the right path and that I was spending time studying the right things and that everything that I was drawn to was meant for me to find. You know what I mean? And during this stage of breakthroughs, you essentially, you go through a spiritual makeover, okay? And I I did talk about that in my first episode where I mentioned, you know, having to like tear apart the foundation of my belief system and my morals and like knowing what I actually believed in and what I was always taught my whole life and all that but in this time of breakthrough like you you tear all that apart that is the stage that I was referring to in my first episode so you go through this spiritual makeover you realize that you have a deep soul purpose in this lifetime And you also discover that even though, you know, we exist in the 3D, that we can access other dimensions too. So then stage five comes and this stage is all about change. Because once you gain all this insight 
and knowledge and things resonate with you and you you start building your belief system again, right? You start rebuilding that foundation and you go through a massive shift. It's it's mind-blowing and it's so unique to each person. Everybody has their own story and I love hearing those stories because I'm like like how did like your life change after this, right? So Sometimes people will sell things they, you know, don't use or don't believe in anymore. They, I mean, I've heard drastic stories of like shaving their head or getting a massive tattoo or even moving, like moving states, moving far and just completely picking up their life and being like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to live here anymore. I've always felt called to go here or whatever. And they actually like do it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a beautiful time, honestly, because not only have you been, you know, doing a lot of inner work and, and changing your soul identity, but then it starts to leak out into your physical. You know what I mean? And this is also a time where you will lose a lot of relationships not because anything, you know, specifically bad happened, but because you're no longer on the same level of ascension as these other people. And everyone's on their own journey, right? But not everyone chooses the journey of awakening at the same time that you do or ever, honestly, which is very sad to think about. But this can only come in each of our own times and ways, right? We have free will and this is a choice. And so, you know, sometimes we reconnect with people later on down the road, but more often than not, you will begin meeting your soul tribe. And these are people who you most likely have known in other lifetimes because you identify with them on a soul level. And this is kind of where the term soulmates started from. I know more people use that as like a romantic connection, but honestly, I believe you can have multiple soulmates you can meet people and connect with them on such a personal, intimate level and not, you know, not in a romantic way, but just be like, I feel like I've known you my whole life, right? You've heard that expression. People are like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you like forever. And whenever people say that, I usually jump in. I'm like, you probably have. (laughs) Like, don't doubt that. Trust, trust that feeling. And when I first learned about this, I started thinking about people who I, you know, connect with really well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I bet you anything, we knew each other in a past life, you know? And um, it's fun to like geek out over that because especially when you're talking to a friend who also believes that and is on the same journey because then you start brainstorming and you're like, okay, like what resonates with you? Like, do you feel that you lived like in Greece or like, did you feel that you lived in Atlantis or whatever, you know, and you start (laughs) just nerding out about it. But anyway, so when you start losing those relationships that, you know, you've had for long periods of time, it's more often than not, you will be, that's when you will begin meeting your soul tribe and building that community together with them that will replace that mediocre and like lukewarm friendships that you had before. And It really is an amazing experience. And then there's stage six. This is where you start doing deep, 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 deep inner work, okay? You start questioning your purpose in life, why you're here, what you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing. 
And this can be an extremely overwhelming and even like a dark time for you because a lot of people describe it as they felt that they were wasting their time. Like they've been wasting their life and like they don't know what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? But it's an essential part of your awakening journey because this is where you get to take a step back and spend time, you know, in meditation, prioritizing your self-care, whatever, and figure out what brings you joy. A lot of shadow work happens in this stage too. Shadow work is a phrase that you'll probably hear pretty often. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what does that even mean? Um, But it's basically self-awareness work. Like this is where you get to know yourself, especially like the darkest parts of you, okay? Shadow work is the art of facing your demons and choosing whether to embrace them or fight them, okay? This is a time of deep self-reflection where you actually learn to own your toxic toxic behaviors and tendencies as well as trauma and where it stems from. And it, it's a time that like really helps you break down your behavioral patterns and why you do what you do and what are some other patterns in your life, like in jobs or relationships or friendships or whatever, that, you know, didn't always work out well and you're wondering why. Um, people often, you know, ask that, like, why does, why does this and this happen to me? Like, it's always this, like, I'm, I'm, I never have enough money or I always have bad relationships or whatever. Well, like, shadow work is figuring out what the common denominator is and honestly 99% of it is going to be you like you're the common denominator in these situations and it can be pretty humbling (laughs) not pretty humbling it is humbling because you essentially just have to be like oh shit like maybe I'm the problem like maybe maybe I'm the bad guy in my life you know what I mean So that's not to say that you are evil or, you know, you have bad intentions or whatever, but like I said before, like everyone's on their own journey and this part in your awakening journey is where you need to learn about yourself in order to become self-aware. This is also a stage that I feel like is always going to be ongoing. This is this is never a stage that you fully come out of like until you die basically because you're always changing and you're always learning new things about yourself. You identify new triggers, you you know, figure out different childhood traumas or why you respond to situations this way or that way or you meet new people and something about them just doesn't sit right with you and you have to figure out why and like it's it's a lot but it's amazing and the more you learn about yourself and the more you dig into that self-awareness the more grace you have not only for yourself but also for others and that's something that I've found personally to be super super helpful because 
the more I learned about myself, the more I learned about others. And the more I felt connected to others and I could like identify with their struggles and with their traumas and all that. And like I said in my previous episode, like we are connected, not because, you know, we're humans and we all live on this planet, but because on an energetic level, everything affects every one and people's decisions and people's choices and all that, like we're all connected. And when you tap into that empathetic nature of yours, you really start to be able to see people for who they are on a soul level. And that leads us to the last stage, stage seven. This is about alignment, joy, and expansion. This is when manifesting is second nature. Everything you put your hands on is just blessed and multiplied. You find your passion, your purpose, and doors upon doors open. You guys, this is where opportunity is endless. And you also become aware of how your thoughts and emotions and choices literally shape your reality, okay? Your lifestyle begins to shift to support this because you become aware of how easily it is for you to manifest and like shit just starts going crazy, (laughs) but like in a good way. You're like, whoa, like I can actually do this. You know what I mean? And you start to acknowledge like your true authentic self. A lot of people say they either don't know who they are or they don't know what what they want to do. But when you come to that place of alignment and you've done all this work, right? All this deep inner work and you figure out like, what makes you happy and what 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 brings you bursts of joy and passion and all that when you align with that that's your like soul blueprint okay your soul blueprint is basically like your purpose on this earth okay you'll find that alignment when you keep in mind that you know creative inspiration strikes and when you pursue it doors of opportunity will open because the things that inspire you or the things that you love doing are the things that are written in your soul blueprint and what you could potentially do and make a living doing like we're not meant to work a nine-to-five job and just exist you know on this planet we're not meant to be unhappy living our life that's not that's not living that's just existing that's just being a robot and just doing what you know society has trained us to do but when you find something that clicks right (laughs) again back to that like that synchronicity that just like click for you like when you find something that brings you passion And you're just like, I could do this every single fucking day for 24 hours of the day and just be so happy and fulfilled. Like you feel fulfilled doing it. That is your purpose. And I mean, obviously you could have multiple things that give you that sense of fulfillment, but that's what you're meant to pursue because transformation is going to happen 
okay, when you pursue the things that bring you joy. And I'm going to give I'm going to give myself as an example for this. So during my awakening journey, I was living in Texas at the time and I decided to start selling like crystals and precious stones and stuff. And it kind of went crazy. <laughs> I I was just like, "Oh, I'll just, you know, sell a couple of my like personal ones cuz you know, I'd been collecting them for years at that point." Um but I started selling them and like started making, you know, income off of it and I was like, "What the heck? Okay, like let's see how far this can go." And immediately I found some, you know, wholesalers from all over the world. I was invited to do like pop-up events in Texas, so I had like an event like almost every weekend. And I met like a ton of people through that and made, you know, made profit off of my crystals. And then I discovered Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. And I felt so called to pursue that, that I started, you know, looking into it. And honestly, actually, okay, like I say looking into it, I literally just like Googled like Reiki certification or whatever. And, you know, uh, this one lady like popped up and turns out her phone number ended in 1010. So I was like, okay, that's obviously a sign. And, you know, called her and was like, what do I need to do to get certified? Like, this is something I'm really passionate about. Bam. Not even a year later, I'm certified as a Reiki master. And I wanted to, you know, start my practice with Reiki, but I didn't necessarily like want it in my home. I, I like to keep like home and business kind of like separate but I work at a wellness center and the owner of the wellness center provided me a space to rent there at a very affordable and frankly unheard of price and she was just like yeah like I know that this is something that you want to pursue and like this is like your chosen like career path you know doing Reiki and ultimately like I I do want to do that full-time but she just you know handed that to me and I was like oh my gosh like I didn't even really ask for it (laughs) it was just I manifested that just simply by thinking about it I was just like this is what I want to do and now I need a place to do it bam like just doors of opportunity will open for you once you align yourself with what you're passionate about with what you're good at your talents and your gifts those aren't accidental and when you utilize those in ways that can, you know, benefit not only yourself, but others, that's huge. And that's something that you really need to pursue. You really need to look into that. Also with my business selling crystals and stones and the wellness center that I work at, my boss was like more than happy to let me set up my, basically like my shop inside the wellness center. And that was like another crazy blessing because I'm like, okay, yeah, like in Texas, I used to do like pop-up events and do, you know, little shows and whatever. But here in Oregon, like the terms are a little bit different as far as having your own business and like doing events like that and stuff. So I hadn't really pursued, you know, weekend events, but she was like, yeah, you can just like set up your stuff here and sell it out of the wellness center. And I'm like, too easy. (laughs) Okay. You know, it was just such a blessing. And It was something that I 
I feel like that was just like handed to me. Like it was just something I thought of that I, I was like, oh yeah, I, I need to, I, you know, I need to look into this. I need to do this. I need that. I want to do this. And bam, it was there. And I also started meeting and connecting with like-minded people. I started really investing in my community and you never know the types of opportunities you'll get just by connecting people. Network. Network is huge. Put yourself in places where you will meet people that you'll grow with and like you'll learn from. Like you need to make that choice. You need to make that decision and go out there, go do things, go to places that you see yourself, you know, being a part of. For example, I really wanted to be around some like-minded women and I just needed that like feminine energy in my life. So I literally, I think it was through social media that you can, I mean, you can look for anything on social media now, you guys, like we can utilize that. And I think I Googled something or I searched on um, social media, something about moon circles or something because I'd heard about them but I'd never been to one and sure enough I found one that was like 30 minutes away and so I went and it was you know it was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I you know literally didn't know anybody there and it was like in the next town over which I wasn't really familiar with or anything but I went and it was amazing and I was like this is what I want to do every day <laughs> um, I wanted to be you know invested in something like that and that's something else that's in the work so stay tuned but anyway you you just get to this point where you begin to co-create with the universe I heard somebody say that one time and I was like that is exactly what I do like when you surrender all the fear and the physical limitations that you place on yourself and you simply follow your joy, life not only gets better, but it begins to flow. You you just begin to go through your day-to-day in a way that obviously like you're happy doing it because you're you're doing what you love, you're doing what brings you joy, but you also feel fulfilled and you have that sense of just like I'm doing what I was meant to do and you feel at home not on this earth necessarily but you feel at home in yourself your soul feels complete in this physical form in this human experience because you're doing what you were placed here on this earth to do and you know, you begin to connect with your spirit guides, you're tuned in, you know, you ask for, you ask for something and it appears, you know, your intuition begins to really develop and you trust it more. Like you learn to actually trust it and listen and not argue and creating the reality that you desire. And it's amazing. Like you, I can't, (laughs) I can't really explain it in words. It's something that you need to experience. And I hope and pray that you do. Like, I hope, I hope that you do choose to start making those decisions and those choices that will lead you in this journey. Because like I said, 
Stage one is where you're like lost and you're fed up with the bullshit and you are just like, F this, but you need to decide how to get out of that, how to get out of being stuck, how to get out of that limit that you're placing on yourself. And once you do, shit is going to happen. Put yourself out into the universe and just be like, I'm here and I want to learn and I'm tired of this. Like, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? And, you know, pray that that God will just place the right people in your life because it'll happen. I promise it will happen. And I'm not just saying that to give you a false hope or anything. I, That's literally what happened to me. Like, I'm a living testimony of that. And when you want to change your life, you need to take that first step and actually be like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. There's more to life than what I've been experiencing and how I've been living. So let's do this. Well, there you go. Those are the seven stages that I personally compiled to describe the awakening journey. I hope that was helpful and I hope it sparks a lot of, you know, thought-provoking conversations for you to have with yourself. And if you have any questions, obviously, feel free to message me. And I definitely want to make more episodes along the lines of the awakening journey. I just need to figure out exactly what each of the topics are going to be. So if you have suggestions, send them my way. But yeah, anyway, thanks for listening and I will talk to you next time.